going on, guys? And welcome to the Benches Cleared Podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports. I am Jesse Gutierrez, and I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants, who won a really shitty 2-4 and four last week. And subsequently did not make the playoffs. I'm Tyler Cohen, and I represent the Los Angeles Dodgers, who I don't know what we went last week, and I don't really care. Because we're the best team in baseball going into the playoffs. It's number one seed. And that's all I got to say. That's, that's all that really matters. Yeah, and I'm nervous. But that's okay. Uh, going into the series tonight, we have Walker Buehler going in game one. You know, I, I, I think it's just a thing that no matter how good the Dodgers are, I'm always going to be nervous come playoffs. Yeah. And that's just how it's going to be. But logically speaking – we we match up with the Brewers pretty well because they don't score runs. So as long as the pitching can show up, we'll be okay. Um, as you'll hear in the interview later, I think the sticks just need to wake up early and we got to take advantage of the starting pitching or lack thereof that the Brewers have and hopefully not have to see Devin Williams or Josh Hader very often. And I think it could be a, a, a good series for the Dodgers. Yeah, you guys have sucked to Josh Hader a couple times, and, and, and honestly, as an outsider looking in, I understand three-game series, anything can happen, so you're a little worried, and I get it. But at the end of the day, there's virtually no way the Brewers are going to win. Trust me, I want the Brewers to win. I'm going to be advocately <clears throat> rooting rooting for the, uh, for the Brewers, but I don't see salty. it happening. Yeah, I mean, second favorite team, all right? Yeah. Any team playing the Dodgers is my second favorite team. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what do you have to say about your upcoming series? <laughs> you could suck a dick is what I could say. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's let's talk about what happened last week. And it was, it was depressing because, I mean, I was saying we needed to take three or four from the Rockies and then just split San Diego. Um, and not only would that have – that would have – been way more than we needed to, to, to clinch. If we just would have went 500, split both series, it would have happened. But it, it didn't happen. There's it's, And w- when it happened, the, the last game, the, the last third called strike and, and the crazy calls that Rob Drake had, honestly, I was pissed and I was disappointed and all, all that shit. And I just it, it just can't happen in a do-or-die game. 27 missed calls. I mean, two, two of them that were legitimately – I mean, this is not an, an estimation. It was measured by, by metrics five inches off the plate and something that was like four and a half inches off the plate for third called strikes in big situations. Yeah, they were, they were really bad. It was, it was really bad. And, 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 and like I said, when it happened, I was all about how bad it was and, and talking about it. But at the end of the day, man, there was three games in that last week that should have been won. That, that the game was over and, and there was multiple people's fall. I mean – Kapler for going with Coonrod, uh, Coonrod for sucking two games in a, the last two times he was out. I mean, just not cashing in on stuff and 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 so much shit that should have just because a five hundred. I mean, when you think of when you miss the playoffs by one game, right? You you think of like the Trevor Goplone saves and 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 all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, they they had it. They they had it gifted to them that game where they had all those bad calls. The Padres literally gifted them two outs. You you can't blame the umpires when you just didn't do shit. I mean, if it was like all – if they would have went three out of four uh, against the Rockies and, and were about to split the series with the Padres and, and the Brewers were winning two and that's what sent it over, then, yeah, I would be livid and it's bullshit that we have the same record as the Brewers and, and we're not mm-hmm. in. But at the same time, like now seeing where they're at, they just didn't deserve to be there. Um, yeah. I mean, everything kind of lined up for you guys. To get that eighth seed. Yeah, it was gifted. Just blew it. Yeah, so that's – and I, I should be happy because the season was beyond everyone's expectation except mine. I, I thought they were going to be there, and this is kind of what, what I expected. Um, not the way I expected. I thought the pitching was going to be a lot better and the offense wasn't going to be nearly as good. But at the same time, when it happens, it sucks, and I'm sure – in the off season, I'm going to be like, well, it was, it was a good building block, which it is. It's just right now I'm bumped on how they played. <clears throat> no. And, and I mean, it is still your, your first thing is though, you want to make the playoffs and you want to push for that world series ring. But once mm-hmm. you take a step back from that disappointment, I mean, yeah. 
I think the Giants exceeded most people's expectations. They yeah, certainly exceeded mine because mm-hmm. I said they were going to win twenty less than 20 games. And mm-hmm. they it's won. It's kind of bullshit because it's what you said, too. A couple weeks ago, you said, well, you're not going to get your Chipotle until the end of uh, the season to where I can – you could eat your Chipotle because you won 20 games, but you didn't make the playoffs, so fuck you. And then I was like, no, nah, fuck you, we're coming. And that didn't happen. What was what was our double or nothing bet or whatever? What was the – Double or nothing was that the uh, the Padres were going to take the first seed. And to finish off this this last week, we got to go stud and dud of the week. Uh, Tyler Anderson, man, is, is, uh, really had a really nice game. Pitched the shit out of, uh, out of his start in, in the doubleheader against the Padres and – there's other guys I could have picked, but honestly, he just impressed me more than anything. And, and, and going as deep as he did and save the bullpen, he really set stuff up to for them to get into the postseason and just they shit the bed after him. So I'm gonna and I've I've gone after him a couple times, so I'm gonna give him love. I need to give some love to Tyler Anderson. Um, obviously, he was bumped that we gave him dead of the week one time, and just has been shoving ever since. It's a motivator. People people want to prove us wrong. That's because- right, and then. Our opinions are held in such high regard. Of course. Why Absolutely. not? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And hopefully this motivates uh, the dud of the week into next season because Evan Longoria is going to get the dud of the week, hit under 200 the last week. Just – he looked lost. He, his, his, his swing was off. His timing was way off. He was so fucking hot, and he was a big part of why they – you know, that this this fiery offense, but it just – when they needed him the most, he wasn't there, and it was terrible. And it wasn't just quietly bad, if that makes sense, like where everyone else is doing good. It was like middle of the he's middle of the order guy, and just and I think his his numbers ended up being what what you would expect, you know, like the two sixty and you know mm. equivalent to what twenty bombs would be in the year. But mm. he was just so hot, you were expecting him just to not be so shitty at the end. But that's part one of the reasons why it cost him. The, the the wild card birth. So. Oh, I thought you were just say the World Series. The World let's, Series. We were gonna win if we were in that let's, shit. Let's dial it back a bit. Um, for the Dodgers, I don't have a stud and dud of the week. I got double studs. I got dub yeah, studs. No duds. There's not one dud. Nope. Because see, the thing is, and you want to motivate people, you got to break them down and build them back up. And now's okay. not the time to be breaking anyone down. So I'm just gonna be building people up. So okay. the uh, and dud of the week, or I guess in this it case, would be dub stud of the week. <laughs> oh, that's better. I was gonna say stud and stud. So dub <clears> stud, dub stud of the week. We got AJ Pollock, and I, I think you know we're we're gonna get into it once the season's over on just season awards. But what a turnaround AJ Pollock made just for the season overall. But this last week, he's just been hitting out of his mind. And it, it makes me feel better going into the game today, going against a left-hander, knowing that A.J. Pollock is going to be in that lineup, which is why we got him, so the lineup wouldn't be yeah. so left-handed heavy. He's been hitting. Um, the other studs, Justin Turner. He's back. He, he's healthy. He is the, the core piece of that lineup. Without Justin Turner, we're hurting. He doubled his home run total last weekend in a game, hit two home runs. So he only hit four on the season, but the power is there. His stick's back. So with you know with the healthy lineup, uh, I'm pretty excited. But, yeah, A.J. Pollock, Justin Turner had a great week last week. So they get the uh, dub stud of the, of the week there. And now welcoming into the podcast, we have Adam Rigg. He's Brewer Nation on Twitter, also part of the IBWAA. Adam, thanks for coming on. Got a big series coming up. Uh, I don't know how you're feeling. I'm not feeling great. <laughs> My stomach's already churning and feels like shit. Uh, but thanks for coming on. I know uh, it's a it's a tough time right now. So yeah, we appreciate no, you coming on. Absolutely happy to happy to be here. Happy to talk baseball whenever I get a chance. And uh, yeah, as far as my stomach, part of it's you know nervous because it's playoff baseball and you'd like the team to do well. But the other side of it's knowing that the Dodgers won over forty games. The Brewers won less than thirty. So do I really have to worry that much? Like if it, if we win, Oh my God. And if we lose, well, we were supposed to. So. Yeah. I, I'm before we get into the Dodger stuff, we're going to, 
so I could be a part of the party, so I can feel included and not like the, the ugly kid on the outside of the room. Let's talk a little bit about last week because uh, we were going kind of back and forth uh, as far as the eighth spot. You know, it was basically in the Giants' hand. They shit the bed. Uh, ended up with the same record, uh, but some crazy – I mean, they, they couldn't have a 163-type game. How, how do you feel about – I guess my question is, how do you feel about the, the Brewers being in kind of on a technicality? That makes sense. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. It's a huge technicality. There's 16 damn teams in the playoffs this year. <laughs> the postseason is enormous. I hope they never do it again. Um, yeah. If they maybe one day they expand the league to 48 teams, then sure, throw 16 of them into the postseason. <laughs> but for me, for my money, yeah, it's you don't really want to call it backing in because yeah, they lost their final game. Yeah, other people had to lose too, but they did qualify for the postseason and that's something to be celebrated that's something that you know there's a lot of teams on the outside and the brewers are one of 16 teams that have a shot at the world series and that's cool so yeah the fact that it took the giants losing thank you to the the guys who uh did not answer the bell that's 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 who you should think sam guran rob drake and before them, the Phillies that also decided to that they didn't God, want to dude, play. Yeah, Those I can't believe Phillies. how bad the Phillies fucked. fucked I wanted up, to like. play the Phillies so bad because they <laughs> statistically, I think, have the worst bullpen ever in a oh, season. Oh God, yeah, it's so bad. I was hoping some form of miracle and they just slipped in, but of course, the bullpen fucking implodes, and here we are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, I have been watching. I watched a lot of Brewers games last week, uh, especially because my wife has a huge crush on uh, Christian Yelich. So sure. she was watching. She uh, watches watches those games. Handsome. I don't know. Not that handsome. <laughs> That's what I said. But then again, she married me too, so she doesn't have the greatest taste. That's uh, but as as far as so, we're on the same page, right? Like the sixteen game playoff, sixteen team playoff is kind of bullshit. Um, it obviously positively affected the Brewers and the Giants. Um, I expected at least a five hundred record to um to basically be, be, be the ticket in. I was expecting it to be more like one – obviously there's no one game over 500, but two games over 500. So, I mean, how shocked were you when – when I mean, were you like – I forgot, how, how did it end? Did the Brewers game in first or the Giants game in first? Brewers game ended before the Giants, yeah. The Phillies were had already lost and the Brewers lost and then – Oh, okay. Yeah. So when – were you paying attention? Did you see like the Wilmer Flores home run? Um, oh, and yeah. then we got a little worried or, or – Oh, I, I was I was nervous. Yeah, um, not only former Brewer Wilmer Flores, who we we all uh, lovingly refer to around these parts, due to the failed Carlos Gomez trade, he was never actually a Brewer. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, but we all call. I was him like, former... did I miss something? Oh nope. yeah, I do. Remember. We all call him former Brewer Wilmer Flores. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that he did that, and then, I mean, Wilmer is before him, and and uh, Mauricio Dubon came from our farm system at Brewster yep. on our league club. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I pay a little bit of attention to the Giants anyway, uh, for, especially for Dubon. He and I share a birthday. I'm much older, uh, but it's the same day. So that's always been something I've focused on. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I was watching the game, paying attention, and uh, tickled pink, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I saw the, the, that last strike call was uh, not good. Oh, God. It, um, was, it, was, it was like the whole 27 missed calls. Yeah. And, and, here's, and like, if it's borderline, I, I, I get it. And – I bitched about it on Twitter. Like I, I was just as upset as everyone. And, you know, like we said, like I said earlier, um, at the end of the day, the Giants missed like there's three, three games that should have been won just that week. So yeah. the fact that they're, that they're not in and they have the same record, I thought I would be pissed about that. Be like, Oh, it's bullshit because they have the same, they should do a, a playoff game. Giants don't deserve to be there. It, it is what it is. And um, I'm, I've come to terms with it. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can do at the end of the day to try to – I mean, as a fan anyway, but I'm talking about the team. There's only so much they can do to try to get themselves in the right position to you know, have enough break their way. And I didn't follow the Giants too closely this year, obviously, with mm-hmm. nobody playing in other divisions. But uh, the Brewers had so much go wrong for them, uh, so many people that you just would have normally counted on just not doing well at all. Christian Yelich, mm-hmm. top of the list, of course. But – the fact that they were able to get the pieces together, add Dan Vogelbach late, that makes no sense that he was doing what he was doing once he yeah. came over from Toronto. Uh, things like that all added up, and the pitching was dynamite all year. And, of course, then the last week, the Brewers lose Corbin Burns and Brett Anderson. So yeah. it's it's messy for sure. But, you know, the fact that they're in is still cool. Uh, I mean, yeah. if I 
this year, <laughs> but I'm still excited that the Brewers, first time in franchise history, making the postseason three years in a row. So that's kind of cool for Milwaukee too. Yeah, you got to take it, you know, take what you can get. It. And it's kind of like the tale of two opposites, right? A lot of things went wrong for you guys, but the only reason that we were, we were supposed to be a bottom feeder team, um, but a lot of things went right. I mean, we ended up with going from like one of the shittiest offensive teams to one of the best offensive teams. Uh, and then just the pitching kind of did kind of expected, which is why they were a mid-tier team instead of a great team. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a three-game Brewers fan because I fucking hate the Dodgers. So we're on the same team now. Go Brew Crew. <laughs> we'll take all the bandwagon that you want to give us. <laughs> to to me right away on Twitter. All of San Francisco is Giant with you. Right? With you that. now, man. So. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have so much more writing on this series just because <clears throat> I'm a huge diehard Minnesota Vikings fan and oh. that season has been such dog shit. So I can't even like say anything about the Packers. So I need this for multiple reasons. I, I need this series. So if we, if we somehow blow the Lakers, it, yeah, we, we have the Lakers, but I'm much more of a football fan than yeah. I am. Why, why the, if we can digress, why the Vikings of all teams being so, out there? <clears throat> my, my dad grew up in North Dakota and Minnesota, so I was raised okay. a Vikings fan. Every, every other team's L.A., but just because L.A.'s shifting football teams, you know, I was raised a Vikings fan. So I've had, you know, a good amount of heartbreak with them. So hopefully the Dodgers can uh, alleviate some of that. But you know, speaking of the Brewers series, you know, you, you kind of mentioned it. You lost Corbin Burns, Brett Anderson – how are you guys feeling about that, you know, just your pitching in general now going into the series and having to go up against such a robust lineup like the Dodgers? Well, thankfully, the bullpen is still whole. Uh, the bullpen has been tremendous. The emergence of Devin Williams, the mostly consistent effort of Josh Hader. He had one extremely horrible game where he just lost his entire arsenal for some reason, couldn't find the strike zone, walked everybody. Uh, and that skewed his numbers, his final season numbers, his ERA was over three and a half, et cetera. Still struck out a bunch of guys. But, I mean, the bullpen's been good, uh, and parts of it have been excellent. Devin Williams, in my opinion, that should be rookie of the year and reliever of the year. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, Tony Gonsolin was my second choice in my IBWAA balloting that I just turned in yesterday. Um, so a lot, of good, a lot of good talent in the series, but – yeah, the pitching should, has been great, so I feel good about that on the bullpen side anyway. With the starters, it's dicey. Brandon Woodruff absolutely shoved in his last start against the Cardinals in an absolute must-have game. Went eight innings uh, in an eventual shutout. Just a tremendous, tremendous effort from him. So that's great to see. He's got game two on regular rest. Uh, tomorrow, or I should say as, uh, as you post this, I believe it's going to be on Wednesday. So game one. Um, mm -hmm. be, we, we post we post on Wednesday, so it'd be today. Okay, so uh, yeah, in, <laughs> in game one, Brent Suter, um, that's a lefty, which makes the most sense based on everything I've done research on as far as how the Dodgers lineup stacks up, who they hit well against. Uh, Suter is a type of guy that can really throw off timing. He works super quick. Like if you haven't watched him pitch before, you're going to blink and it's going to be the third inning. So be prepared for that. But it's I'm okay with where they're at. Again, nothing to lose, uh, you know, house money, yeah. all those cliches. But, you know, I, I'm excited to see what the team can do given the circumstances and against the, a team in the Dodgers that they've matched up with pretty well over the last few years. Yeah. I think the one thing that's making me feel a little bit better has been the reemergence of A.J. Pollock and what a year he's had, especially in comparison to last year. You know, he definitely looks like the player that we spent the money on. And him being a right-handed bat, you know, a power hitter coming out of the outfield. I'm hoping that lines up well with tomorrow. But <clears throat> I think the biggest thing, and I don't feel like a lot of Dodger, Dodger fans are willing to admit it, but I'm scared shitless. And it could have been anyone. It could have been the Phillies, could have been the Giants. But just the three-game series, yeah. in my opinion, I mean, if you lose that first game, holy shit. All that pressure, it's just, mm -hmm. you know – and the Dodgers have a great rotation, but Walker Bueller only had one start, really one start since coming back from the blister. That looks mm -hmm. good, so hopefully that holds up today. Um, and then Clayton Kershaw, I know people want to, you know, talk about his postseason woes. This season, he, he's been pretty dominant. 
but who the hell knows? So yeah. I'll, I'll be that Dodger fan that's, you know, nervous and skeptical until proven otherwise. I'm not going to go out there and be like, we're the best team in baseball. This is going to be no problem. I'm not willing to do that. No, that's fair. You, you got you to gotta hedge your bets every now and then, especially when you've had as much disappointment as you've had as a Dodger fan. <laughs> Getting the World Series and National Independence is great. I uh, would love to see the Brewers do that soon, uh, if not this year. But, yeah, it's, it's all about winning the ring. Uh, I mean, for, and from my perspective, I think Clayton Kershaw, the biggest thing there is he's not gassed now. He, yeah. So many yeah. in the regular season. And that's now he's, huge. So I think that's going to be big. Um, the majority of the Brewers lineup that matters hits lefties better than they do righties. Uh, so we'll have to see how that goes in game two. I uh, hope maybe Brandon Woodruff can DH, uh, or I mean, I should say hit for himself. Um, because <laughs> the whole uh, home run off Kershaw. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But well, uh, if Daniel Vogelback is, is healthy enough to go, uh, he won't start against Kershaw. So hopefully he has a nice game one. But you're right. If you don't win game one, look what happened to the Twins. They lost what their seventeenth, eighteenth postseason game in a row because and, and they're going to ruin my because of an error. Jesus, yeah. and they know they, they, they that out. Like that's it. Like yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing the these three game series. It's it's better than a one game do or die in my opinion because that's three is more baseball. But yeah, the whole anything can happen in a three game series. Yeah. Uh, our beat writer in Milwaukee for MLB.com, Adam McAlvey, was on the radio. And he was pointing out, I think he did it on Twitter too, but he was pointing out that the Dodgers haven't lost three games in a row this entire season, but they've lost two a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And Brewers don't have to beat them three times. Yeah. And that's the thing, that's the thing with baseball too. It's like like they'll they'll talk about, you know, this team hasn't done, you know, lost three games in a row at home all season or something like that. But when yeah. I hear that as a baseball fan, I'm thinking, oh shit, they're due. <laughs> it, yep. it's gonna happen you know what i mean like there's like like when the numbers are so skewed where like a, a pitcher just completely owns someone sometimes i'm thinking like dude i think he's he's got to get him eventually and this might this might be the ticket yeah, yeah i think that, the, the, we were saying about, they, uh, the twins in houston today too sorry to interrupt you um but minnesota was i think the best team at home this year and the houston astros were i think the worst team on the road this year yeah yep. worst team yep. on the road yeah so i think i think the big thing for me is uh, I just don't want it to go to a game three. Yeah. If they, I would, if they put Tony mm. Gonsolin in to start game three, I would feel very comfortable. But mm. I just have a feeling it's going to be a mix of him, Dustin May, and Julio Urias. And I just, I just, sure, like, that's scary. You know, Gonsolin has been game. so great all year. And, and to his credit, Dustin May has been very good as well. But if the plan is, you know, just dead set, Gonsolin's going three Dustin May is going three and then Julio comes in to clean up the back end I don't like that I think give the kid the ball see what he can do but I'm hoping it doesn't have to come to that and then I hope the next round we can just set you know the starters are going to be Bueller Kershaw um Gonsolin and May and call it a day so that's why okay when he eat eat some hay lay by the bay what do you say (laughs) I just made I I take it for breakfast yeah, I, I, I take it looking from the outside in as I feel like the Dodgers are going to take game one. I think the Brewers have a huge chance to take game two because, you know, we don't know exactly how uh, Bueller's feeling with that blister. No, how Bueller's, it's pitching, act up. Bueller's pitching today. He's pitching Bueller's game in, one. Bueller's in game one. Fuck me. Okay, well, I still take them in, in, in game one because the Brewers don't have their number oh, one Oh, yeah, so, so now what, what's your uh, scheme for game two? Now it's your game, what, I, what I'm trying to say is the Brewers number one is going game two. You know, Woodruff is going game two, so that's their be, their best chance. I feel like I don't want to say anyone the Dodgers put out in game one is 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 a penciled win, but I think between Bueller and Kershaw, either one of them, you know, first <laughs> who they're facing, I would take the Dodgers in game one. I think the Brewers have a solid chance at game two because of who they have on the mound, and in game three, anything can happen. I mean. Gonson can throw nine innings shutty, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he could get rocked because of his lack of postseason experience and just it gets to him, you know, and that's, I don't know. Yeah, and that's why it's, it's, it's going to so be insane. Yeah. It's so important to win game one. And more importantly, yeah, we just have to be from the get-go, the sticks have to show up because mm-hmm. that's going to be the weakness that we have to expose is the starting pitching because that the bullpen biggest- – has been has been good and like you were saying with Williams and Hader, 
you don't want to be playing from behind having to face those guys in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. No, you do not. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's and that's the Brewers' strong suit. The the, the biggest I, I guess flyer I would say about about this this whole postseason is is no one's seen anybody. I mean, the, if you've never seen Kershaw all year, you haven't seen Walker Bueller an entire year. I feel like this postseason, obviously minus what the Yankees just did to Shane Bieber, um, I, I feel like there's not going to be a lot of offense because it's all going to be the first time seeing guys. So I don't. I feel like it's going to come down to like. What happened in uh, the the Twins game, where you know the um, Astros took care um, took took uh, took advantage of an error? I think that's the mm-hmm. thing that's going to win games. It's not going to be a, a yeah, juggernaut. I mean, Polanco we also we game. also thought that that pitching was going to be way ahead of hitting before the season started, and we don't know. But that's that's where I'm leaning. Yeah, I mean that's been the case in the National League Central all or the American League Central, both Centrals all all season long. I mean, there's been talk about Shane Bieber and Trevor Bauer as the Cy Young Award winners, most likely, or maybe Kenta yeah. Maeda and Yu Darvish and everybody from the Central. Um, but at the same time, you got to look at quality of opponent, and yeah. maybe it's a little bit chicken in the egg. Maybe the offenses were, were so down in the Central because they've had such good pitching, but I'm going to mm-hmm. bet more so that it's, you know, some hitters just never got going. Javi Baez, Christian Yelich, I mean, mm. Chris Bryant, the list goes on throughout the divisions that guys have just never got it going this year. And I think that's more of the case that the pitching was very good at keeping down the hitters, scuffling or not. But, I mean, I voted for Jacob DeGrom myself uh, for National League Cy Young, and uh, I think I put Bauer third on my ballot. Just really? On, yeah, I, I want to say I put Denilson Lamette second. I'm trying to remember now. What, what, what made you put uh, Bauer so low just because the opponents? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he okay. was great at executing where he should have executed. It's not like mm-hmm. he was Adrian Hauser. In that who, ballpark, too, though, man. That's yeah. I no, feel like that's that's pretty special. And, and I'm gonna be. I won't be mad if he wins, and I expect him to win. Yeah. To be honest, but personally, yeah, it's one of the things I looked into a little bit deeper was the quality of the opponent that he had to face and what that did to his statistics. There's an article on uh, FanGraphs. Uh, Jonathan Judge is the author. He really dives into uh, a stat that they've got called deserved runs created plus for pitchers based on quality of opponent and things like that to get too sabermetric on you. But um, <laughs> it kind of goes through how Aaron Nola probably was more valuable and had a better season than Trevor Bauer because of the quality of the Eastern teams offensively. So, and again, Which is I, crazy because, I mean, if you think about it as far as – we don't look at numbers and you just think of, of names, yep. right? You think of a lineup with <clears> – <throat> Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez. I mean, like, that's a powerhouse line. You even go to – and that's what's the most shocking part to me about the Reds, that their offense wasn't that great when you have Mike Moustakis, you know, Nick Castellano, like all those big dudes, and they just didn't do that much. I mean, I think I would sway kind of the opposite of what you're, what, what you're thinking, but, I mean, it could go either way, you know? Right. So, like, who know? there's honestly no way of telling who's right. It's just all based on, you know, what you think, I guess. Yeah, and, and, and if Trevor Bauer does this whole thing where he's going to do one-year deals and he's going to be a free agent after this year, if he wants to come to Milwaukee for a year, welcome <laughs> Try in. it out. He's come coming on. home. He's you know? coming home. I've, <laughs> I used to play against Trevor Bauer in Little League, so he's coming home. <laughs> he has I, think he was, I hope to God he does. And that's – honestly, that's it. That's such a, a crazy experiment to me. Like that's – I feel like it's the, – what the pitcher is, it's fucking genius. Yeah. Uh, as far as the, if you want to really maximize your, your, your money, because guys are, are willing, I mean, te- guys, teams are really willing to pay an extra $10 million if it's just a one-year deal. Yep. So if he does that over five years, he would get the same amount of money over like if he got a 10-year span because the, the AAV would be a lot lower. Well, and especially yeah. if a team is willing to actually let him pitch every fourth day instead of five, yeah. I mean, the value there is crazy. If he continues to yeah. do what he's doing, I mean, it's... I think a team might give him 40 next year. A one-year deal? I think I don't think that's crazy. I mean, uh, I think they I might. They say there's we'll no see. such thing as a, as hey. a bad one-year deal, so... Hey, the Dodgers have all the money in the world, so I don't <laughs> that's care. That's true. If they cost them $50 million, I don't give a shit. If it yeah. wins us a World Series, I don't care. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up in L.A., uh, but on the Angels, because... Not only do they supposedly have a whole bunch of money, and Mike Trout just came out and said, hey, I'm really mad about how little we're doing. Uh, yeah. And if they've got – if Shohei Otani ever pitches again, 
and yeah. they've got a guy who wants to go every six days, maybe they can figure out with Bauer a way to make that rotation work with just five guys. Who knows? That's yeah, that's not. A, yeah, I just still, think I, like still I feel think like the Angels, Angels will are be cheap. bottom of the barrel. They'll yeah. never figure it out. I feel like they're cheap. They're cheap minded. Like they'll 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 get the one big free agent. You know, like the Anthony Rendon, the Albert Pujols, and that that sort of thing. But when you look at like they basically saw um traded away like one of their 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 top pick in I think 2018 to the Giants to take care of a 10 million dollar uh um contract to Zach Cozart. Like they do stupid shit to save money. So I just feel like they're not I don't know. I feel like they're kind of cheap to build around trout. They'll, they'll get the one guy and spend money, but everything else is like, oh, we're not gonna shell out money. Like I don't think nope. they're gonna invest in that bullpen. I don't think they're gonna invest too much in that starting rotation. They might get a one guy, but that's it. I'm with you on that. And they need they need a lot of help. And that's why you know the the trade with the Dodgers to bring it back to to benches cleared. Uh, I mean, why didn't they just right. go right? Why didn't they just go <laughs> through that deal with was it Stripling right that they were going to get and then yeah. back out of it because because uh, their pride. Yeah, and the Red Sox were taking too long. Gratterall or the Twins were or something. Yeah, yeah it's it's ridiculous. Artie Moreno. Artie Moreno is an idiot. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just you're not investing in your product, and and I, and I think it's really stupid because I mean, and I hate to say it doesn't make sense. I'm saying it because obviously they're 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 buying the one guy ticket, but they're not getting the mid tier guys to fill out the rest of your roster. You're expecting right. Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, and Albert Pujols just to get you so many runs. That no one gives a fuck about your starting pitching, like I doesn't. The the, the best part about head. this is the Jock Peterson trade not happening really helped the Dodgers because depth is everything this year. I mean, obviously this was before yeah. COVID really started going rampant, but thank you, Artie Moreno. I I'm stoked that that didn't happen. I mean, we ended up trading Ross Stripling, but I like what we got back more than what we would have got in the deal with the angels. And we would have been giving up Jock Peterson. So. Yeah. It's weird how that works out. There's so many trades in baseball that don't happen. And then the thing that happens next is way better. Yeah. Milwaukee's got a handful of those. Most recently, the Carlos Gomez thing we mentioned before with Wilmer mm-hmm. Flores. That's yeah, exactly. Great ball apart. Then he goes to Houston and we get Josh Hader and Adrian Hauser, who's been starting, you know, hit or miss a little bit this year. Uh, yeah. Domingo Fantana, who helped out for a while. This, I mean, Brett Phillips, who we, we ended up flipping. So it was a, a lot of good, uh, way better than, you know, two, Zach Wheeler pitched well this year, I think, but he was, was hurt for a long time, kind of building back mm-hmm. up. You know, again, not to tangent too hard, but, yeah, it's amazing <laughs> how, how often that happens. Yeah. So getting back to the, the three-game series, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to – I already know what you're going to say. So <laughs> what, is your, what is your prediction for this three-game series? <sighs> You want the with the heart or with the head? Because uh, we'll we'll go we'll go heart we'll go heart first because I know what you're gonna say, but then we'll we'll go with logic after yeah. that. I mean, the heart wants to sweep. The heart expects <laughs> uh, a heartbreaking loss in Game Three uh, to a degree, based on the 2018 NLCS. Um, there's there's old wounds there. Uh, yeah, running down gappers you know that shouldn't be caught at the warning track with amazing catches oh, i love chris just, taylor yeah i hate chris <clears throat> taylor um <laughs> things like that just stick with you a little bit uh mm-hmm. and then the dodger of my uncle uh my late uncle he passed away three years ago huge dodger fan ironically from north dakota as well my, that's where my uh, my father's family is originally from um but his Maybe boys you guys are, are related it would be it wouldn't be surprising <laughs> um, there's no one else in north dakota so <laughs> But uh, my my cousins are huge uh, Dodgers and Vikings fans too, which is funny that you were saying all that. But man, we um, should have got them on the podcast. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're both singers, good voices. They um, could just make me feel better and be like, "It's okay." Uh, like, just talk shit about the Vikings going to lose, but right, dog. Yeah, they they are defeatist uh, Vikings fans, but they they yeah, love the me, Dodgers. But, yeah, uh, me too. No, I think that the the analytical non fan hat. Uh, trying to look at this objectively as possible. I don't see how the Brewers win the series. Um, I want them to, and they could. There's ways to do it. There's pathways to do it. It starts with a strong outing, strong start from Bruce uh, Pratt-Suter, rather. Um, <laughs> one of our local beat guys a number of years ago called him Brooks Suter, and that's kind of always stuck in, in their brain. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Brent Suter, um, the Raptor, if he comes out and does what he is capable of doing, there's a pathway there. The problem again, objectively, is that the Brewers have not scored runs 
very well at all this season. They had a 19-run game and an 18-run game, mm-hmm. and that was like 29% of their runs for the entire season in those two games. Um, so many times they're zero or one runs. They've won a couple of those one-run games, but too often they're you know they're just not scoring enough. And against a team like the Dodgers, again, your bullpen is what it is. Your starting pitching has, you know, Bueller and Kershaw are nothing to not be scared of. You know, you have to respect those guys. So, yeah, it's 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 ugly. Uh, I'm enjoying <laughs> the fact that we made the postseason. I'm enjoying the fact that we had baseball in 2020. Yeah. We made it to the postseason, you know, here and, and with everything going on. But – yeah, it's just – it's house money, like I said before. Just you know, watch the games, enjoy the games, and if they happen to surprise everybody, then hopefully the league never does 16 teams again. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I, I <laughs> yeah. think that's the biggest thing about baseball, though, is – just happen to be team, here. Every team really kind of has a chance. Like you were saying, there are ways for the Brewers to win. And with that in mind, you know, my prediction is the Dodgers are going to win in three because I think game two is going to be tricky because Woodruff – can pitch really well against the Dodgers. So, you know, I think the big thing is, like I said before, the sticks need to show up early and hopefully the Brewers just continue what they've, they've done all season, just not score runs and, you know, we can lock it up. So I'm going with three games. I I think you and I are going to be in the same position, all two or three games, depending, Uh, just not feeling well. It's not going to be fun. Uh, It's just going to be, it is what it is. And hopefully the Dodgers come out with a win, but. Well, just remember, we've got secret weapon Eric Lauer uh, on staff. So <laughs> we made the Dodgers life uh, really hard the last couple of seasons when he was with the Padres. So hopefully yeah. that worked out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks again for, uh, for coming on, man. Um, we always like to end off with um, what we like to call slow pitch questions, kind of like a rapid fire, but uh, we're going to press you if you come out of pocket on something. All right. So if you were to hit a home run off anyone or strike someone out, who would that be? You can do both. One, it's your time. Current, current players? What, it, can be, it can be past players too. Yeah. Okay. Um, it would be exceedingly cool to uh, stand in against John Smoltz. He was my favorite mm-hmm. pitcher. Him and Dave Stewart are my two favorite pitchers of all time, uh, and I wouldn't want to stare down Dave Stewart. So uh, John Smoltz would be cool to, to try to take deep. Uh, and then as far as striking somebody out um, – Rob Nyon's my favorite player of all time, but I don't think I could get him out. So to, uh, in order to have a chance, maybe I go with a high strikeout guy like Rob Deere, you know, uh, Brewers power legends. That'd be kind of uh-huh. fun. Yeah, that'd be nice. What about uh, favorite high school jam? Favorite high school jam. Yeah. Like the, the, the song that you were most into in high school. Right, right, right. Um, God, so long ago now. Um, I was a big Boys to Men fan back then. Still kind of am. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Time. I don't mean to be to be profiling, but I honestly would would not expect that out of you. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying no, like no to boys' men. I was like, no, oh hell no! What the fuck? Oh hell no! Dog? I I got a soul and a heart. Why would I not like boys' <laughs> men? Uh so yeah, so maybe uh, I, I think Motown Philly was before I was in high school, but that whole two album uh, that was right in my wheelhouse back then. Motown. God, that's probably the best answer we've ever had, honestly. <laughs> um, what walk up song? What would your walk up song be? That's an easy one. Uh, number one by Nelly. Uh, the opening, the opening uh, little theme. It's perfect for like strolling to the plate and it just gets right into it about how I'm the best. You can't tell me any different. You know, we so used to play that song in the locker room in high school for football games. Yep. She got me pumped. Not going to lie. That's a good one. Got me pumped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go to favorite place to eat out. Um. There's a local spot here uh, just north of downtown Milwaukee called the Highland House. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. It's Mexican-American kind of cuisine, uh, but they got a loyalty program, and they got uh, free chips and uh, spices, in-house spicing. It's just it's fantastic. So, yeah, it's my easily favorite spot. Well, if you're ever in, uh, in, in California, we'll have to take you to a, a good Mexican spot because we get pretty, pretty close to authentic out here. And free chips and, and salsa is just like pretty much every, rest, every rest, Mexican restaurant out here. So that's, right. that's, that's, I guess that's just privilege. Um, <laughs> next would be uh, go-to dessert. It's always a... I am I'm playing. Uh, uh, my favorite dessert is just straight-up vanilla ice cream. Um, but if I'm out at a restaurant, I'll try to get it with like maybe like a little apple crumble on top, something like that. Okay. But I'm an ice cream guy. 
<laughs> I'm glad you said so something sad. about boys to men because that, that just uh, you were like <laughs> all time high on boys to men and just you, you best dessert and you're gonna go with apple. Yeah. I'm sorry. That, apples on your vanilla ice what, cream. I mean, okay, if it was like what, caramel apple, then maybe no, it's like, like, like like a fried ice cream. Like, fried ice cream with the apple crumble, you know. What's your favorite dessert show off? Uh, I think it would be impossible to pick one. Uh, like that's just that's my. I mean, like I know every fat guy has like. Answer, I don't like it. I thought we had to pick something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, one First thing I'm really into right now is a uh, uh, cookie sandwich. Um, ice creams from from Cold Stone. You customize it. You put uh, cheesecake ice cream with uh, graham cracker and on the sides. Incredible. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Big, big Disneyland guys. It's pretty normal. Chocolate covered apple. Oh, it's so good. Um, if you could roast yourself from anything that you were into, you can be from high school, any time in your life, what would that thing be? Hmm. Um, I guess I'll keep it sports related to not have to think too deeply, but I, I was born in Texas. I was a Dallas Cowboys fan for a long time and <laughs> their rivalry with the Packers. It just, it doesn't sit well with most people up here. In most That's pretty good. That's a question. Fire up. Why is Aaron Rodgers so overrated? <laughs> um, well, he's not. Statement, I guess. Um, I don't know. He's crushing it this year again. He's got the playbook he trusts finally. Um, doesn't have to question the coach every two seconds. So things are things looking good so far. All right, a real question. <laughs> so the shit is You said I have a I have a question for you. Fuck you. Uh, what's what's your reply yeah, to this, that? This is, this is a real question. What's it like to win a Super Bowl? Is it nice? It's, it's, feel it's good? super fun. Yeah. Uh, the you're, fact you're that everywhere. You, you only win two Super Bowls with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback for, you know, half a century. You only win two out of those. You know, that sucks. But, uh, you know, they do have the rings. So Yeah, well, at least Brett Favre uh, didn't throw an interception uh, when you were in field goal range during the uh, NFC Championship. This and... is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, well, you know that call. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was uh, a pleasure, I guess. Uh, real- I guess. Yeah. Right, right up until you made it awkward. It was a real yeah, pleasure. I mean, it's right like until how- you, got, you just went for the apples on the ice cream, but just went all yeah. downhill from there. It's like Sorry. I have so Sorry. many open wounds all over me, and it's like, you know, you got, you got the Viking right there. You got the Dodgers right there, and you rip those fucking wounds off. Yeah. yeah, you kind of broke my heart, too. But, I mean, we didn't deserve to be there anyways, but that's, that's fine. Um. I saw, your tweet. Gonna... I saw your tweet during the last game. F the Brewers, so F the Padres. Oh, yeah. I assume it was your tweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely wasn't like... mine. Last time I sat down to watch a Brewers game was when Trent Grisham ruined the uh, 2019 post. What, what tweet are you talking about? I, I tweet a lot, so. Yeah, uh, it was during uh, – it was something about uh, – at least I, I'm with the kids that aren't trying to not win today. Or I, I get, we get to play the team that has oh, nothing to play. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's another thing too. The Padres literally gifted us two outs. They didn't want to put Trent Grisham in, and they didn't want to put who else was on the bench. I forgot who. And the last two uh, times the the pit, the um, pitcher was in the order, the pitcher hit and literally didn't swing the bat. One, two, three. So, like, yeah. so like I said, I I, I can blame the, the umpires for that game, but at the end of the day, Giants. Let's just sure let's just put it this way. Both of you don't belong in the postseason. So <laughs> That's true. Well, hopefully, well, hey, the, the, fun, the funniest thing is, though, is Bruce <laughs> being in there. If they knock you out, dude, that's just the funniest thing in the world. Wait, I already have a plan. If they lose, yeah. it's 170 miles down to the Coronado Bridge in San Diego. No, <laughs> it's no, a, no, no, no. It's a six feet shorter than Golden Gate Bridge, so. Yeah, uh, now, go, now do you want Dodgers. the Dodgers to lose? Go Dodgers? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. And to end on that morbid note, yeah. Adam, yeah. thanks for coming on, man. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know, hopefully uh, there, there's more matchups and in, in, in other playoffs and maybe some offseason stuff we can get on and to have you back on sometime. Anytime, guys. You got my contact info and uh, happy to talk baseball, like I said, whenever I get the chance. So. And now to the fuck you of the week. Um, this one's going to go out to a Mr. – Jackass Eric Rowe of Houston, Texas. He uh, <clears throat> Eric Rowe has some kind of jackass dumb fucking radio show in Houston, I guess, that other pe- idiots in Houston listen to. Because 
Houston's never produced anything good besides Ross Stripling. Um, you know, it's one thing. I got some good music out there. Nah. I think I can um, imagine. No. Nah. Everything. I've been to Houston a few times, and it's one of the shittiest places I've ever been to. Um, <clears throat> it's one thing to defend the Astros before, like when there was notions of them cheating. Mm-hmm. It's one thing just to have such blind loyalty to just not admit what happened was wrong. And then yeah. to try to compare this jackass is comparing Manny Machado stealing signs from second base in the 2018 NLCS to relaying signs live from a camera to a TV, relaying to the hitter with a trash can. Everyone it's just crazy. Anything about baseball knows. Exactly. You steal signs from second base. That is part of the art of baseball. That is something that makes it such a special sport. That's why they change signs. That's why you change mm-hmm. signs. Right. If you have and a camera, doesn't matter how many times you change signs, you got you got the feed. You got it. Yeah, right. So it and, and I'm, I'm going to put this on the record. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but if it does, if the Dodgers were ever caught up in such a scandal like this, I'm going to be fucking mad. I'm not going to yeah. sit there and defend them. I'm going to be fucking angry and acknowledge what they did was fucking wrong. Not just yeah. this blind loyalty. Yeah. So, you know, fuck you of the week goes to him. It also goes to Jet Reddick just because I like talking shit about Josh Reddick and love seeing her <laughs> defense. But uh, also, yeah, Mr. Eric Jackass Rowe with his 13-year-old insults uh, talking about followers on Twitter as if that makes his argument any stronger. So big fuck you of the week to him. Fuck you, buddy. You don't know what you're talking about. Go. Uh, Brought to you by Aubrey Huff. Yeah. Fuck that guy. You can quote me on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't understand the. I. I mean, no one's telling you to switch teams, right? Like you're going to be a fan of that team continually. That's your team. I get it, Absolutely. but you can criticize your own team. Yeah, that's like, what you can be a like, real fan. What they did is bullshit. Yeah, a real fan criticizes their team when they need to be criticized. If the Dodgers yeah. ever did that, I'd be pissed. And I would acknowledge what they did is wrong. And I would also acknowledge that I have such emotional attachment to this team that I will still support them. But what they did mm-hmm. was wrong. Exactly. That's- and I, I, when it came, when the first report came out, and then a lot of people were like, "Well, every team does it. Every team does it." And no, don't. on honestly, hundred percent honesty. And the people, the, the people are calling out the Dodgers do it, the Yankees do it, the Red Sox do it. If I were a Dodgers fan and I heard that and I realized how good your offense is, I would be a little worried that they did it. Me as a Giants fan at that time, I was like, there's no way the Giants are doing it. So I'm clear. <laughs> if, they, if they do, they're doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. If they do that, then, like, dude, we're shittier than I even thought. Like, so, like, I the biggest, uh, I don't know. The biggest part of this fuck you of the week that I want everyone to understand and why I'm so angry about it is there's the evidence that they cheated, right? And now we have the first season, although it was only 60 games, of them not having the code breaker, not having the trash cans, and watching every single one of those players, their averages plummet. Yes. How, so you have the evidence. Now you have more supporting evidence. And at every turn, you're still willing to deny that something was wrong. And so, yeah. you know, it takes yeah. a special kind of jackass to uh, just disregard that. Not only that, but just to go after, well, the, you know, the Boston and Mookie Betts did it, so the Dodgers are tainted. First of all, Boston did not, you're not reading reports and you're not actually, obviously you don't cover the sport because, or you're, or you're covering the sport and are choosing to put blinders on because what the Red Sox did and what the Astros did are two completely different ball games. okay? Astros, relaying signs in real time so they know what pitch is coming. Red Sox, picked up sequences from cameras that shouldn't have been there but weren't in real time. It was for after the game to look at sequences, which is what every team does. They look at at pitches and they try to pick up sequences. The Red Sox just did it with a a more high-def camera or (laughs) that that was their thing. And they they had more of an event. And it's like, oh, that's that's not really cool. Stop doing that. But it didn't really change the outcome of games. The investigation into the Red Sox cleared Mookie Betts of any wrongdoing. He didn't get immunity. They just cleared him. No. So he didn't fucking sell out anyone and get immunity. He did nothing wrong. 
So, and it pains me to say this. Why don't you look at Mookie Betts' numbers right now and tell me if if, if he was getting that uh yeah. <laughs> that help. Yeah, if you want right. to say that about maybe JD Martinez or someone like that who's struggling, evidence would maybe support you, even though it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's not what came out on the report. You can make a claim that the reporter is wrong or they're trying to cover shit up or or whatever. That could be your claim. But if you're going on what's on reports, not the same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and Luki so Betts is possibly in it. I don't think he'll win it because I think Freddie Freeman has, has better numbers and even Manny Machado is is, is killing it more this year. I think Freddie but Freeman won the MVP. He he that's what I'm saying. Like he he's he's got but Mookie's up there. He's top five for sure. So Eric Rowe. Fuck that guy, and you can quote me on that. Uh, so. And as far as us not having a Josh lot of followers, oh, it, what? It said and also fuck Josh Reddick, Reddick and He's his wife, bitch. who will defend him on anything. Well, she's, she's got to back him. Don't don't fuck. Yeah. Don't say fuck the wife. She's probably a nice lady. Okay, fine. We can cut that part out. Just say but, just say fuck. No, we can say what we're saying, but but Josh Reddick, you can go suck a dick. I even forgot that guy's name again. Radio show Houston guy. You suck. Fuck you. I don't care that we have a thousand followers to so your seventeen thousand followers. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's not high school. It. We'll be all right. Thank you for listening also, to, to fuck to the us entire city of Houston. Yeah, you fuck you. Your Mexican food is trash. You cheat. James Harden's the worst thing to happen to basketball. Fuck you, Houston. As always, this episode was brought to you by Renovation Candle Company. Fall candles are out now. Uh, holiday candles are going to be coming soon. The holiday season is coming faster than we expected. So get on it. Also, yeah, make sure, make sure to use bit where we are benches. Promo code benches for 20% off your entire order. You don't know what to get your aunt that you hate that says racist shit on Facebook. At least give her some candles from innovation candle company. No, don't, don't get her anything. These candles are for people you like. Get them for gifts for your significant other. Well, maybe we'll make Renovation Candle Company make uh, something that's like a fall classic candle that just smells like shit. You can buy those for your racist relatives. But until then, just buy it for the ants that don't say racist shit online. They just love you and knit you sweaters and shit. Yeah, it smells um, like the city of Houston, and no one wants to smell that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you uh, leave... Uh, Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. Please leave a review to help us grow. Follow us on Twitter at BenchesCleared P and on Instagram at BenchesClearedPodcast. Make sure to follow us so uh, people with shitty radio shows can't bully us anymore. <laughs> We're bullied. You're so mean. Cyberbullied. No, fuck that guy. I'll, I'll kick his 17,000 followers in the nuts. Uh, fuck that guy. You can quote me on that. Fuck Aubrey Huff. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you after the Dodgers series with hopefully someone that that they're playing next, or we're just going to listen to Tyler Cry all day. Thank you for listening. See you on Tuesday.